Hey, hey, and welcome to the Tribe Raising the Vibe with me, Tia. Now, I have to apologise that this pod is so late. Not only is it well overdue because I have been talking about this since mid-February, about doing a gut health, but it is also a day late. And the reason why is because I recorded this yesterday, and I'm not going to lie, it just needed completely re-recording, because I've struggled with this. I've I've come to realise that me telling you that I have to really study this and make sure I bring you really good content, firstly, is actually true, but the fact that it's taken me a whole month is because I've procrastinated. And the reason I've procrastinated it is because it is very complex and I can't bring like much of myself to this because it's very factual and I think given it's like such an important topic gut health that I can't even bloody bugger about with it a little bit so I'm a bit like oh how do I bring my personality into this little bit of info and I can't so I just have to accept it and um you know I'm just gonna have to jump straight in so how does looking after your gut actually heal your brain so if you've ever gone with your gut to make a decision or felt butterflies in your stomach when you're nervous that is likely that we are getting signals from our second brain scientists say that within the walls of our digestive system is something called our gut brain and this discovery is actually revolutionizing how medicine understands um, the links between digestion mood health and even the way that we think. So scientists call our gut brain our entric nervous system. I will probably reference that as the ENS because I'm so clever. So the ENS is two thin layers of more than one million nerve cells that lines our gastrointestinal tract from our esophagus to our rectum. And that really simply put is that our gut and our brain are physically connected through millions of nerves, um, which is called the vagus nerve. The gut and its uh, microbes also help control inflammation and make uh, many different compounds that affect our brain health. And that's important for us to stand. Our gut actually makes things within it that affects our brain health and I will go through that during the pod because you know that is the point peeps that is the point and um, you can see what you think and you can see if you agree with me that actually looking after your gut is goddamn important so the chemical messages that pass between the gut and the brain can actually be affected by bacteria funcuses viruses that live in the that live in the gut and that's called the microbiome the microbiome meme um which is why it's so important that we keep our gut healthy so let's think about this our they're saying we've got a brain gut and they're saying that our brain gut passes signals back to our brain through our vagus nerve so whilst our brain gut doesn't you know balance the checkbooks or compose a love note or controls our automated responses like our big brain our big brain in our skull it does communicate and it communicates back and forth 
to our big brain. And I just found this really fascinating. As complex as it was, is, I found it really, really, really fascinating. And there is so much communication that's going on between our gut brain and our big brain. That's how I'm going to call them, actually. Never mind ENS, gut brain and big brain. That it's actually been proven that our gut brain can trigger emotional shifts, especially in people that are coping with like IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and other functional problems such as diarrhea, constipation, bloating, pain, and stomach upset. And that was like, when you break this down, basically what that is saying, that researchers and doctors um, thought that anxiety and depression caused bowel issues. But recent recent studies have shown that it's likely to be the other way around. So basically, our gut actually is the trigger for the issues that we have in our brain that transpire as anxiety and depression. Like, that just blew me away. Like, you know, we've always thought that our stomach issues or some of our stomach issues can be a byproduct of our anxiety and depression. But in actual fact, they're figuring out that it's the other way around. Nuts. And also very important. And the reason why that's very important is because 30 to 40% of our population suffer with some type of bowel dysfunction. So studies have also shown that in people that do have functional bowel problems or IBS, they are at a much higher percentage than normal than us you know people that don't have stomach issues of developing anxiety and depression at some point in their life and that's because of the poor gut you know the poor gut health or how the gut brain has been operating under sustained periods periods of stress so therefore it sends back signals of stress through the vagus nerve to the brain which causes the brain to work in a different way i.e it it shows symptoms itself through often through stress and anxiety and there is another reason why and i'll go into that later on in the pod and i'll link it back for you so when we are nervous or anxious our body releases hormones and chemicals that enter our digestive system nervousness and anxiety can cause a chemical imbalance which can cause several gastrointestinal conditions such as indigestion stomach upset and diarrhea ibs constipation loss of appetite or unusual hunger and nausea so how can we improve our gut health i'm so sorry if you lot are like what why is she doing this to us? This is not what we signed up for. But honestly, bear with, bear with, because there is a really good point to all of this. And as much as I have found the research to this cumbersome, because you know what? I am not a nutritionist. I am somebody that is on a healing journey and also a spiritual development journey and also a self-development journey. But looking at this it has really made me realize how important it is that we are looking at our body as a whole and I've said this before you know it's about mind body and soul but it's not just our mind as in keeping ourselves fit and active and healthy it is literally like what does our cardiovascular system do what does our gut system do because if we don't keep these organs healthy they have an impact on our whole overall health including our mind 
and if we can't invest in our mind then we're not doing our spiritual work so we so we need to be looking at ourselves in you know in in sections what am i doing for my gut because that's going to support my brain what am i doing for my heart because my heart keeps my whole body system healthy in terms of pumping blood around the heart and also there is a brain in our heart as well it was the first organ that was developed so you get where I'm going with this so let's let's get back to where I was sorry I've digressed I've digressed because you know that's just what I do so anyway how do we improve our gut health so if we're looking to improve our gut health there are several things that we can do so to effectively digest food after a meal it's important that we're relaxed um because our gastric juices need to produce and they produce better when we're in a relaxed state and the gastric juice is essential basically for absorption of minerals vitamins and nutrients that help keep our body and brain healthy mind what and how you eat so eat healthy snacks and meals stay away from junk where you can it's always nice to have a little treat you know everyone likes a little oreo cookie or a donut at the weekend not gonna lie um but you know to keep on top of this like the majority of the time um meal prep loads of articles when i was researching this said like be pre-prepare pre-planned meals um have fruit or granola bars um for, for snacks when you're hungry but also take time when you're eating fully savor the food and enjoy every bite and there are so many of us that don't eat mindfully and I, that word springs to mind here about just being mindful you know when i eat i tend to eat especially lunch i've noticed this since i've done this research i have actually been better so what i have noticed is at lunchtime i will stand and eat and it's literally like racing to get it into my mouth because i want to move on to the next thing so i'm not taking that very seriously so firstly i'm probably doing my gut absolutely no good by just relaxing in the first place to even eat the food let alone what i'm doing to my gastric juices by not relaxing after and just getting on straight to the next so sit down when you're eating even if you're just eating sandwich and it's only going to take you 10-15 minutes just take that 10-15 minutes sit somewhere quiet or even if it's not somewhere quiet but just sit purposefully make the effort to and acknowledge that you are actually sitting down with the intention to eat this food and enjoy it and I promise you because I've been doing that for the last well i'd like to say a couple of weeks but i've been lying to you and myself the last probably last week probably last five to seven days yeah and it does really make a difference i actually enjoy my food more and i also think that's coupled with the fact that i'm taking a break for myself and not just like quick quick quick, quick let's go um it's it is 10 15 minutes because i tend to have a bagel at lunchtime and um i enjoy it and then i have had a little bit of downtime good for the brain my gut isn't working under pressure because i'm rushing it and um my body's in flow all good um and then it says exercise it can be hard to stay active regularly but schedule some time into exercise um it's really good to work out because it encourages the digestive system to work better if you cannot work out if it just really is not your bag 
just take a walk because it firstly it reduces stress helps with the gastric juices it improves how our body is physically and it helps with our emotional well-being um drink plenty of water so aim to i say two liters a day but six to eight glasses of water it boosts our digestive system and it's so important to stay hydrated hydrate yourself people and if you have persistent problems um you know with anxiety chronic worry you've got issues with your gut make sure you seek medical help there are firstly there are therapists for mental health issues that you have you know it's an advocate of seeking out therapy when you need it but if you're having severe gut issues that could be le- that could be well as we've learned from this this little pod and the research that i've done that is likely to be triggering any anxiety or depression so just make sure if you need any help that you are seeking it so what food can we eat that's good for our gut but also promotes our mental health so you know the key to improving our gut health and i'm sorry if i'm teaching you to suck eggs is to eat different types of food that actually boosts gut health so fiber eating fiber improves our memory and our overall mood it also decreases inflammation and um stress foods that are higher in fiber foods that are high in fiber include beans oats nuts dark chocolate yes pleases fruit and vegetables vitamin b at uh, d sorry vitamin d regulates your microbiome and reduces gastrointestinal inflammation some foods that have vitamin d are egg yolks tuna salmon orange juice and fortified milk protein 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 contains nitrogen which um, limits the number of bad bacteria that develops in the microbiome so eating protein decreases feelings of depression because because of the the production of serotonin so basically protein helps us produce serotonin and i'm going to go into serotonin remember i said earlier on that the gut produces compounds that helps keep up keep our health, brain healthy well serotonin and dopamine you're not going to believe it it's produced in the gut but we're going to go we're going to go further into that we're going to go further into that so just just hold your horses hold your goddamn horses we're on protein so eating protein decreases depression because of the production of serotonin which improves our mood so good sources of protein are eggs milk yogurt lean beef turkey chicken fish broccoli oats and nuts omega-3 omega-3 Three is fatty acids. It helps lower our cholesterol, but it also increases our memory and cognitive function. It reduces sugar cravings, and foods that are good for this are walnut, flax seeds, salmon, sardines, and mackerel. And oh no, a little lady that said that she's quite liking mackerel at the moment. So you carry on, Walker, because this is all good. We're lowering cholesterol here, babe. We are increasing memory and our cognitive function. So you keep on going there, my lovely. Now, the next big thing that is good for our gut and our gut health is probiotics and prebiotics. Now, I'm going to give you a little warning here. Couldn't find as much as what I wanted about prebiotics. Um, Found quite a lot about, about probiotics. I do know that you can take them both in conjunction. Let me stop Wiffly Waffling because it's not Waffly Wednesday and tell you what I found out. So gut bacteria, as I've said the whole way through, can affect our our brain health so changing our gut bacteria 
can only improve our brain health. So research has shown that when there is bad bacteria in your gut, your gut can send confusing signals via our, but uh, well, I was going to say vagus nerve, but actually it's not. It's via 5 million neurons that are in our spinal cord. Um, so this means that poor gut health is leading to stress, brain fog and memory slips. So fear not, help is on hand. Don't you worry, I'm not going to tell you that and then not tell you how to fix it. So probiotics um, live, well they're live bacteria and they are impart healthy benefits. So if we are eating them, they will just help put healthy live bacteria back into our gut so if you're looking into probiotics make sure you research them but a few little tips like so make sure the probiotics that you're looking for include bifidobacterium and lactobilicus and it needs to be a powerful dose and that's between 25 to 30 bcfu i will put all this in the show notes and that it includes at least 75 to 100 milligrams 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 of inulin and has a money back guarantee i'm not going to advocate any branded or type of probiotic and believe me i found loads but because i haven't tried them yet i'm not going to tell you a list of probiotics other people are telling me that are good for you just make sure they include the very wordy words that i said with the dosages that I stated that will all be in the show notes. And from the research that I found, they are the things that you're looking for to ensure that you are getting a good probiotic into your body. So it has been proven that some probiotics improve symptoms of stress, anxiety and depression. There was a small study of people that had irritable bowel syndrome with um, moderate to um, with mild to moderate anxiety or depression and that after six weeks of taking a probiotic that was actually called bifidobacterium um, it significantly improved their anxiety and depression symptoms that is phenomenal that our gut health is impacting that much on our mental health so just I know this is complex and I'm really probably not doing this this topic, the service that, the justice that it should have. Um, I I was really very mind blown by it all. I did find bits of it very confusing. Um, there was lots of contradictory information. So I am sorry if this isn't as concise as what it should be. And I'm sorry if I'm a bit fumbly, actually, because I know I've stammered a little bit because I'm not going to lie. I've struggled with this topic. However, there are things that I will implement. So I will feed back to you on probiotics because I am looking into probiotics at the moment and which one that I want to use. So I will do a feedback on probiotics once I've been doing them for a while. And I'm also going to look into prebiotics because prebiotics are fibers that also encourage friendly bacteria and they also have an effect on our brain health and one study showed that taking a prebiotic for three weeks significantly significantly reduced the hormone cortisol in our body which is our stress hormone so as i said earlier on both prebiotics 
and probiotics have been shown to reduce anxiety and stress levels and they can be taken together but I really didn't find the information that I wanted to about prebiotics so you know if any of you are researching this and you think oh I can give us some good tips please dm me please dm me on insta I'd be so interested to find out some more about prebiotics because I know that um, it was heavily spoken about them being used in conjunction with one another and they do support good brain health as well as good gut health. So how do we restore our brain um, and gut connection? So given the strong mind, body and brain gut connection, it won't be surprising to any of you that mind-body tools such as, yes, one of my favourites, meditation is good for re- restoring the connection. It also go, went on to say that mindfulness, breathing exercises, yoga, and there are even gut-directed hypnotherapies that have been proven to help improve GI symptoms, improve our mood and decrease anxiety. So that's really important. You know, the mind-body connection benefits from the same tools that we would use to still and calm our mind, help still and calm our brain gut. So just think about practices that you are going to bring in. Like, I didn't start meditation for my gut. I started meditation for my mind. Fortunately, it's doing both. Well, how lucky am I? I spoke to you about mindfulness earlier on, mindful eating. That helps the gut, but it's also helping the way that the digestive system works, how the the signals are going back to the brain through the vagus nerve, and therefore improving brain health and decreasing brain fog. So just think about the things that you're doing that can kind of tick both. So it doesn't become arduous. These things don't become like too many things for us to do you know when you're trying to implement something new into your life you need to keep it bloody simple people don't overburden yourselves does your gut affect your memory i suppose really you know that's quite important for us to know especially with different studies into and and i really haven't delved into this enough so if any of these things interest you what i'm just about to say Go off and do your research or find some good pods. There are loads of pods on gut health that are actually run by nutritionists and doctors that would set you probably in a far better standing than what I am doing right now. But when I was doing this research, they were talking about how gut health has an impact on Parkinson's, has an impact on Alzheimer's, has an impact on autism. It it was crazy. The vast amount of mental um, and cognitive issues that link back to gut health and the problem is is all these studies are relatively new so they don't have enough tangible evidence or they were still in like medical speak format so I really couldn't break it down for me to even to be able to understand it let alone then to be able to relay it back in a in a way that was meaningful to other people you know I, I really bits of this 
were really taxing so as i've said if there's anything that i that you think mm, she hasn't explained that very well i'm trying firstly you bloody judgy mcjudgeksons and secondly go off and do your research because there is a wealth of it out there but just fyi gonna warn you it's complex and some of it is like what what am i reading here i'm not a doctor so anyway does it affect your memory in short yes it does the gut makes most um it makes the the most and the most important chemicals in that affect our memory so our gut brain houses the largest colony colony of microorganisms that regulate our digestion immunity vitamin production and our memory so it's also been proven that neurological disorders including migraines epilepsy parkinson's multiple cirrhosis have gastrointestinal manifestations such as diarrhea constipation and indigestion and that's that link so when we suffer with those things there's big our big brain in our skull is sending messages down to our gut that can cause gut manifestations as i've just stated what they were but there's also studies that show that gut problems can severe gut problems and chronic gut problems and poor gut health can impact those um, disorders neurological disorders um, further by not looking after our gut as I said, this is very complex. So if I've mentioned anything that you are interested in, please go off and have a look. So why does gut health affect our mood? And I did say I touch on this because both serotonin and dopamine are produced in our gut. So 90% of serotonin in our body is produced in our small intestine. Serotonin acts as our mood stabiliser. It also helps produce a healthy sleep pattern. And I wanted to touch on this. This is really important. You know when people say, don't eat just before you go to bed because it will lay on your stomach. No, no, it's not because it lays on your stomach. BS. Your digestive system will produce its gastric juices so that it can start digesting it and it will start working on digesting the food but then what happens is is that that energy center is being pushed to do a job of digesting your food breaking it down enzymes absorbing vitamins absorbing absorbing minerals doing all that stuff blah 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 instead of concentrating on your serotonin levels that should be helping you have a healthy sleep pattern. Now, we do that once in a while. We've got probably enough serotonin in the bank to make sure that we can sleep and digest at the same time. But if you are somebody that's eating late consistently as part of your routine and you've got a poor sleep routine, it may simply be as easy as to shift your your intake of food two hours before you go to bed give that probably a couple of weeks and you would see a difference in your sleep pattern moving on 50 percent of dopamine is also produced in the gut and dopamine has its main role is how we feel pleasure and it affects our movement it affects our memory and it affects our focus so just think about that half of our dopamine is produced in our gut and 90 percent of our serotonin which is our happy hormone is, pro- is produced in our small intestine so our gut health is majorly majorly important if you want to have a healthy brain you really do need to look after your gut we literally are what we fucking eat people i nearly did a whole pod without swearing 
damn it, that was my aim. Never mind, I can't take it back because we're 27 minutes in and I ain't re-recording for one little F-bomb. So let's have a recap here. The vagus nerve connects your gut, your gut to your brain. Gut bacteria talks to your brain. Inflammation, um, gut bacteria and depression are linked. Probiotics and prebiotics can help alleviate depression. Eat prebiotics to nourish your probiotic bacteria. And gut micro microbes regulate your happy hormones, your serotonin and your dopamine. So just a few little extra tippy tips here, you know, just a few little extras. Like what, what can you do to support that yourself through easy practices so you can increase your serotonin by getting out in the sunshine and going for walks so even if there's no sunshine going for a walk will increase your serotonin so don't go she said sunshine and walks she said sunshine with a walk wonderful but even without the sunshine people walking increases your serotonin to increase dopamine listen to your fave music and tick off your get to-do list so you know some people call it their to-do list don't call it that don't call it that it already starts blocks call it your get to-do list tick off your get to-do list it, it it improves your dopamine levels it makes you makes you feel buzzy like you're being productive um eat less sugary foods don't be drinking alcohol like all the time like don't get me wrong there is a time and a place for a little bit of alcoholism but just don't be an alcoholic because it's going to be causing you lots of issues not just and on a serious note like that was a bit tongue-in-cheek but you know alcohol consumption can have an impact on how our brain fog is produced and how our brain works and if you heard my husband in the background I'm very sorry there and reduce fine carbs because that also causes brain brain fog i'm difficult with the tea with that because i think it's got an r in brain and then i want to go brain frog because that just rolls naturally but it's not it's brain fog okay um and then try not to eat at least two hours before bedtime keep hydrated cannot stress how important that is at least six to eight glasses of water today really two liters fast occasionally which i've just started intermittent fasting love it i've done that for weight but the fact that this came up in research that it has a side benefit for gut health um you know do an intermittent fast do a 24-hour fast once a month i try to do a 24-hour fast once a week it it is a bit of a hit and a miss but you know i do definitely get one in at least once a month um eat more like a mediterranean kept coming up in my um research so a mediterranean diet is rich in vegetables fruits nuts seafood and unsaturated fats and vegetable oils and low in refined sugar and low in red and processed meat so it does say that we should be eating a bit bit more like the italianos which um wonderful why not if you can't go to italy at least make your diet a little bit more italian and then lastly and i couldn't finish on any other note than this one what practices can we do that support both our gut health and our mental health so my first one my fave my fave meditation practicing breathing exercises yoga and being mindful are improving both your gut and your mental health i really hope that made sense
I really hope you enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I did find this one very difficult to research, but I am glad that I've delivered it. I hope that you can take some bits and pieces away from it. I hope there are some salient points. If there's anything on there that you're not sure about, go off and research. I'm sorry if it got a little wiffly waffly. I did try, peeps. Did try to keep this concise. So um, on that note, I'm dropping the mic. I'm getting out of here. I hope you have an amazing week. Catch up with you Wednesday. Oh, it won't be me. It'll be Kieran Shanahan. And that interview is going to be split into two because it was over an hour and a half long. I think for you to digest it and take away messages from it and listen to his journey and feel inspired like I do by him, it's good for me to break it down into both. And not going to lie, got two pods in the bag already then. Um, so uh, yeah, Wednesday's Kieran. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you next Sunday. Have a great week. Carry on raising those vibes, my little tribe. Tribe Raising the Vibe with Tia will be aired twice a week on Wednesdays and Sundays. Not only will I be sharing my passion about self-development, I'll be sharing stories, I will interview experts in the field of self-development, hold interactive Q&A sessions from our tribe. My hope is to share my passion and build a community that will support one another through their self-development journey. Find me on any social network platform at The Tribe Raising the Vibe. Make sure you subscribe, rate and comment on any podcast app.